Hey, you have found the In It to Learn Woodbridge Middle School Community Podcast. And we have a special treat for you today with our guest, Miss Shanta Jackson. So, tuck in, sit back, and get ready to listen and ponder, and perhaps you will find yourself taking some actions to make some positive differences in our school community. Thanks for joining us. Today, our guest is Ms. Shanta Jackson. Ms. Jackson is a small business owner whose mission is to implement and evaluate socially conscious programs and initiatives. She also serves as a facilitator and guest speaker for various audiences. Ms. Jackson is also the author of the book, The Journal of a Woman with Lived Experiences, a 21-day guide journal. Ms. Jackson, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Welcome, Ms. Jackson. Thanks. For, we can't wait to get to know more about you today. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited. Well, there was so much I just introduced in your bio, but let's get to know you a little bit better. Can you tell us a little bit about where you grew up and where you went to middle school? Well, I grew up in Las Vegas. I was born and raised in Las Vegas, and I went to middle school. It's called Bell H. Robinson Middle School. And, um, and for us, it was sixth, seventh, and eighth grade only. Did you like middle school, Ms. Jackson? I did. I loved it. I started wearing high heels when I was 13. Um, I had a cousin. Uh, she was a few years older than me. She was about 18 or 19, and that was so old. And she went to cosmetology school, so she I was her test. Um, her test dummy. So I had my nails polished and stuff. So it was, it was, I had, I had a really good time in junior high. Did you have a favorite class while you were there? Actually, I would say English. Um, I'm horrible at remembering this, but the be, is, am, are, was, were, been, have, has, had, shall, would, should, does, do, does, did, must, may, might, can, could, be. Prepositions? Yeah, I guess that's what <laughs> it was like a little quiz for us. <laughs> yeah, but I remember that. So that that teacher did a really good job. That was my seventh grade teacher, Mrs. Baz. So I always am curious: is there anything that happened in middle school um, that you think set you on the road that you're on today? And then we'll talk about what you're doing today. Yes, um, and I'm not thinking about any necessarily in the classroom, but I'm just thinking about my experience experiences and the things that I was exposed to and whatever interest that I had, my parents, to the best of their ability, found a way for me to explore those interests. I wanted uh, to be an entrepreneur and I made budgeting, so my dad bought me a little budgeting machine. I said that I wanted to be a model and uh, be a fashion designer and have a magazine. And my dad and I we did an activity where I, it was just a one time only, but I had a magazine. And I, he found me modeling classes. He had a friend that did, you know, so even though I wasn't a paid model and I didn't go that far, he found classes for me, just little things that I said that I was interested in, even though I will often change my mind, which I think we should all be allowed to do because we're human. And as long as we're not hurting anyone else or hurting ourselves, we should have the freedom to change our minds at any time. But the fact that I had my... Um, that my parents allowed me to explore that, that, that those, that's what's memorable for me. 
Yeah, that what a, what a wealth of experiences too that they introduced you to. Um, it makes me think of um, how our our students can access those even more with technology today. I also love that you called middle school junior high because junior high that's what it was called when I went to middle school, <laughs> and I still catch myself saying that sometimes. Yes, yeah, junior high. So I say middle school now. Yeah, uh, just to keep up with the lingo, but yeah, it was junior high. It was junior high for me, too. Um, so let's get into a little bit about what you do now. So can you explain to our audience what it means to be um, a social, a socially conscious program? Like give us some examples so we know exactly what those terms mean. Yes. And so my business is called Cause Engagement Associates. And then, uh, as you mentioned in the introduction, I'm also an author. And my personal mission, my personal purpose in life is to help people to help themselves and others. So everything that I decide to do in my life is socially conscious. If it doesn't benefit a, an entire community or group, it can, just, it can impact one or two or 15 or 20 individuals. And so that means I'm purpose-driven. I have a value. I have values and the work that I do is reflective of that. So my business uh, assists with programs, let's say it's a health topic or um, bringing awareness to uh, men in barbershops or communities through barbershops about colorectal cancer or different, uh, or even working with kids in middle school, um, excuse me, elementary schools. I worked in a, a Muslim elementary school and Islamic school, excuse me, and um, provided nutrition education and, and physical activity and and um, to improve that because the kids didn't have PE. Um, it could be a social justice. It could be equity in, in school and education. And some programs, some organizations, usually my clients are nonprofit organizations or sometimes research teams or even schools, different organizations, and they say, we, would, we need assistance with strategy, and we want to engage stakeholders. We want to engage community. We want to engage parents or students. These are the ideas that we have, but we need someone to help us make it happen. But And so I come in and I say, okay, tell me what you know. And sometimes we have to stop there, and instead of going straight into planning or, or evaluating the efforts, we do what's called a needs and strengths assessment, and we learn more about the needs and the desires of the people we intend to serve. So those are some examples of the type of services that I do. I love that positive, very focused. Yeah, that those are amazing, but but still such a variety. You reminded me of some of our teachers who came in, and we, we had two teachers recently who started out in business, but I think they were missing that purpose that you seem to have and um, why they wanted to get into teaching kind of as a way to have that positive effect and and help people develop kind of what you talked about a little bit there. One of the things we have found and, and why Mrs. Peel was telling you we started the podcast is that it's hard to be connected right now. So some students are excelling with the online learning and teachers and you know some are struggling and, and that's just like in school. But we're missing that community connection. And we were wondering if you had some ideas about how to keep that connection with each other, parents and teachers and students and administrators. Yeah, so definitely, um, I I work from home. I'm 100% self-employed. My son is in the 11th grade. 
and he's in his room all at school is in his bedroom and I actually get frustrated and and sometimes I have to, you know, take a break to go outside and I'm, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, and I'm socially isolated and then even sometimes I'm lonely. And for me, what has been working for me and what I've noticed for others, I started my own podcast. And what I do is I stream live on Facebook and YouTube. And the, the YouTube audience is the audience that um, subscribes or purchase my book. And these are those are kind of new members, people who are exploring me or just learning about me, should I say. But Facebook, that's you're, when you're connected with individuals on Facebook, these are people that you really know, whether it's from families or school or distant relatives or friends of friends. And so I use that platform as a way for me. And you don't have to use some fancy technology sometimes just have a facebook group or facebook um and you can go live within your group if you don't want everyone to see but that's one tool that i've been using and that i've been seeing others i um, there's mom groups student groups that i know a lot of times with the youth they necessarily don't um defer to um uh, Facebook and they rather have TikTok or Instagram or, or some other apps. But even um, there's groups of kids that like whatever your interest is, find at your school, let's say it's poetry. And let's say you have interest in poetry or like open mic spoken word. And, and this doesn't have to be your traditional Shakespeare poetry. This could be your expression of yourself through pop culture and using different, you know, you can be creative. But even if there's not a, a group or a club at school, you can create that network. The kids, they're already connected on Instagram. They have their friends. But why not set a date and say, okay, on Saturdays, we're going live on Instagram and the topic and we're doing open mic. And everyone, you, you have two to three minutes to come in. But this is something that some of the teachers could do as well. Um, stop me if I'm rambling, but my son's teacher contacted me. She called me and he was uh, not doing well in, in, with his math parade and the final grades are coming out. And this, this, this is the last opportunity to retake this test to bring the grade up. I appreciated the phone call. And I ended up having, she was trying to get on the phone with me because I was talking a little too much. I was just happy someone called. <laughs> but that's another way to stay connected, those phone calls. And I was, and I started to express to her, I said, you know, my son, even though he's not doing well in the math class, he he's had a bank account since he was 13 years old. He's working part-time at a local restaurant. And I'm confident that he's that he has the math skills and the life skills to, to be able to move forward. And she said, okay. And I said, he's actually interested in investing. And she said, okay, at minimum, I have to teach this in the math class. But now that I know what his interests are, and the things that he's doing, I can, I can maybe add this on, you know, so, so my thing is, so what I just, hopefully what I just kind of explained to everyone, stay connected, just identify what, if you're a student, what your interests are, and you have to be proactive and seek out 
the resources at school. And if it's not there, this is your opportunity to step up and to be a leader and to create your own opportunity, to create your own club and, to, and recruit individuals. And I personally believe that when you have a purpose or something, you find something that you're interested in doing, it makes school and it makes other aspects of life, life more interesting. And at the same time, you're, you're building, you're, you're able to stay connected and, and build a community. And then I like resources, um, like Pinterest, if you're, if you want to do an arts and craft or different projects, or if you say, you want, you know what, I want to start making gowns, or I want to start making my own clothes, you know, you just be a little creative and, and find others who are maybe interested in that and definitely use hashtags. Those are some great tips. You gave me ideas while you were speaking. So thank you so much. Um, I don't think I would have thought of using the Pinterest with our middle schoolers. But gosh, those tools are right mm -hmm. at our fingertips that you mentioned that we can do um, so many of these different things with. So, Yes, yes. Um, I think that would be cool for the librarian to have an Instagram page and students and, and can, you know, post little things and, you know, yes, yes, definitely. resources and have fun. You know, sometimes we're, um, we, we're all human and this is hard for all of us. And I think it's important for parents and guardians and caregivers to recognize that, that it's hard if you're stressed and you have to figure out how to maneuver and so are the students. And then um, earlier I mentioned um, equity, equity, excuse me. And, um, and I think it's important for us to, as administrators and as uh, decision makers and leaders to also recognize that prior to COVID, there were some of our students were in certain situations to where they already had limited access to the internet or limited resources or, or, or various issues going on at home. And so is it really realistic for us to expect that they perform at an optimal peak during this time? That's not really realistic and we're all humans. And just, you know, and if you feel a certain type of way or if you are stressed, whether you are an adult or a student, you know, just step back and, and recognize that and, um, and be kind to yourself and give yourself a break. Don't be too hard on yourself. You know, we all have these standards and we're, and people are telling us how to behave, how to act and how our students should be and what's optimal. And if you're not making this grade, you know what? I, at this point in life, it's all about, I think our mental health is very, very important right now. And we can just only do the best that we can and just don't be hard on yourself. If you feel, if you feel like you're feeling as a teacher, as a parent or as a student. No, you're right, and you gave um, so many good ideas. Our our middle schoolers, their learning is based on those social relationships, and they're missing those right now. So um, you highlighted some of those opportunities to get them back for them, so thank you very much. And then, um, yeah, online learning takes twice as much, but we're supposed to be doing the same amount our students and our teachers are. And and you know what? Um, if it's happening for some people, they're they're pretty lucky because that's a lot of stress and it's twice as much work. And you know, that's all documented professional scholars are the ones that are telling us that. And yet that's still the expectation right now. Cause you know, we all want to believe we're going to be all back in the building together again tomorrow, <laughs> as soon as possible. And we want to be ready to roll. But um, 
as people have been saying, it's not going to look the same. So, yeah. So, well, thank you so much. We could spend forever with you, Ms. Jackson. I, know. <laughs> I love the tips that you shared. It, yeah, they are wonderful tips. And um, I think that I know I've benefited already from hearing you speak. So um, I appreciate your time. And it's been so lovely to meet you. I'm so glad Miss Connor um, told us about you. Yes, thank you. And if anyone wants to learn more about me, you can visit my website at shantajackson.com. That's S-H-A-W-N-T-A, Jackson, J-A-C-K-S-O-N, shantajackson.com. So I hope our teachers listen to this one um, about the self-care and not being so hard on yourself. You know, my husband's a teacher at the school, so I kind of see his side of it. Um, so you gave some great suggestions. So... Again, we appreciate this conversation very much. And thank you for joining the In It to Learn podcast once again, or maybe for the first time. Remember, we air on school days every Thursday. And you can subscribe to the In It to Learn podcast on your favorite podcasting app. So look for us there. We hope you'll join us next time. Thank you.